fire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And we have two very special guests in the studio. Yes, we do. Would you like to introduce yourself <laughs> and, and who you've brought with you today? Hello, I'm Conowit. It is so good to be here in person. In person. I'm beaming right now. I just can't believe I'm here. In person. In person. What a magical moment. And I have brought baby with me. And baby. he might have just fallen asleep. Oh, so we'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll it'll see. be exciting. But if we hear a little commentary, a uh, little astrologer talk, that's, that's him. There you go. <laughs> well, last episode we recorded... I don't know if it'll be the last episode that we released, but before this comes out, but we had two kitties and and purring going on. So much purring. So much purring. Oh, that's so sweet. ASMR purring. So now we'll have... Gurgles. Gurgles. (laughs) Hopefully Hopefully gurgles and no tears, right? So cool. Well, hey, can you believe it? Gemini season? What? Is about... I know. (laughs) Is this year like flying by or what? I thought we were recording Gemini season already. (laughs) Poor Corey. Every single time it's I'm like, what? It's this such season? a day. Oh. I like <laughs> to remember the acute effects of the past of time was just a lot for me in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Go on. <laughs> and we are, we're in my kitchen. And so I have no idea. I mean, I, I have recorded in my kitchen before. We have recorded in your kitchen before. We have? Yeah. When did we do in that? In the early, early days. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Long, long time ago. <laughs> and and I've done a couple other podcasts in here. It's usually pretty good, but you're going to hear us. T- you, hey, welcome to the little bonfire in the middle of the table, everybody. Yeah. Because I would love it if you wanted to imagine yourself sitting around. And if you hear clicks in the background, it's because I'm taking pictures of everybody during... <laughs> And we'll put them on. Uh, we'll put them on the uh, on the website when you know when we get ready to release this. So <laughs> picture yourself at a Benihana, flames at the table. There you go. Yes. There you go. There's not really a bonfire, but you can imagine. <laughs> right. There is. Yes. All right. I will be quiet now. Sorry. Yeah. Gemini season. It is Gemini season. <laughs> we can feel it. <laughs> yes. It is Gemini season. All right. I, um, yeah, with the whip and a start, let's go. Uh, so Gemini season officially actually starts on May 20th. And it's going to start at 6.22 p.m. when the sun moves into Gemini. So I don't think I've ever talked about this, but I wanted to mention part of the reason I put the times in for the start of the season is because preceding that, we have the sun at 29 degrees of the previous sign. So leading up until the 6.22 p.m. Pacific time on May 20th, uh, the sun will be in Taurus at 29 degrees. And that can feel a little like climactic. It can also feel a little chaotic. It can also feel uh, the sun is in the very last light of Taurus. So we can kind of feel things are starting to close and move forward. And if, if stuff just seems a little wonky or like it's not going well or stuff just is, it's like, what is happening? And you know, it, those are the calls I get when it's like, what's happening in the universe today? Because something's got to be retrograde. And I'm like, no, it's at 29 degrees. 29 degrees is kind of one of those chaotic degrees. So that's why I put in the time of the day. So that way, you know, May 20th, like for most of us folks on the Pacific coast and, and for the Atlantic coast, the most of the day is going to be kind of weird until that 622. And then we feel a dramatic energy shift in the sky and it goes, oh, and in this case, it's going to be 
whoa, because it's Gemini season and things start really kicking up. Taurus is much of a more comfortable, uh, slower energy and Gemini season is like, and we're off. Why? Because it's air energy. It's, it's like masculine forward in your face, intellectual mind element. Hello, Gemini. You've entered the room and we all know because you're talking at a million miles an hour. And I happen to have triple Gemini in my chart. So this is why I talk so fast. (laughs) So today we're going to we're going to try to pull in the reins but forgive me if you know I just go off with a with a whip because it's Gemini season. I can't help myself. <laughs> my moon's there. My Mars is there. I just go, go, go. So you so. got a lot of Gemini. I have a lot of Gemini, and Gemini rules three of my houses. So Whoa. yes, yeah. So lots of Gemini energy, and here we go <laughs> into the sign. And it's an extroverted sign, uh, as I mentioned. It's so it's a Yang energy. If you think about the Yin and Yang or Yin and Yang, uh, so some people call that masculine or positive polarity or Pingala. Or, ooh, I, okay, now I want you to like, tell me this. Oh, Ida and Pingala are the left and right side of the body in the chakra system. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, and yeah. Ida is the lunar feminine, right. and Pingala is the solar masculine. Well, and that's such a beautiful wow. way. That's so cool. I haven't even heard like master astrologers like refer to that. But that's because it's a yogic pro- yeah. principle. Yeah. That's, I got to take that. Thank you. See, like, this is so Gemini because Gemini is all about learning. I'll and, send like, you that, some stuff about it. Yeah, please do. And like the curious nature of Gemini. Here we are and I'm learning things. Thank you, Corey. That was awesome. Anytime. I'm like chuffed right now. It's so cool. Um, so yeah, this is Gemini energy and it's, it's childlike, it's exploration, it's discovery. So happy birthday to all my Geminis out there, all our Geminis out there. Um, it's your season and it's going to be a little crazy. Is I'm, it? I'm giving big eyes to both of them. Big, right big now. eyes. <laughs> they are very big. It's a little, it's a lot. Um, so we have, <laughs> I should have taken a picture of, <laughs> of the big eyes. It's Gemini season. <laughs> So uh, the sun's going to move into Gemini, but what's kind of interesting, so Mercury is Gemini's ruler, right? That's the planet that rules planet of communication, travel, technology. It's the psychopomp, so it brings up the messages from the underworld. And it really is doing that uh, because it's going to be in retrograde when we start off the season. And it's going to move from... Uh, Gemini back into Taurus. So even though we have the sun energy moving into Gemini and it's like a spark, here we go, gush of wind. Now we're into Gemini season. Because of where Mercury's position is, it's kind of going to feel like, and slow down. (laughs) Wait a minute, hold on. But it's kind of chaotic because Gemini, like Mercury retrograde can kind of make us feel like things are really urgent sometimes. The, The planet is very close to Earth at this point. That's why it appears going backwards in the sky. Don't ask me how that works but i know in astronomy that's how that's how we perceive it right it's <laughs> another thing on my gemini to to learn list right i always just feel it's like when you're watching a tire spin and yes. if you watch it long enough going forward in a certain at a certain speed or a certain way it looks like it's rotating backwards totally that's but a bigger. great way to think of it yeah, but much on a huge scale, right? And then the sky. At night. Like the celestial rims, yes. not just the rims on your Escalade. Dude, you're like fire today. Well, I would be snapping right now if I wasn't <laughs> holding mini astrologer. While we have this ex- exciting new energy because of where Mercury retrograde is and it's going to square Saturn up in Aquarius, it's this and put the brakes on because we need to be responsible adults here and we can't just run off like Peter Pan in the wilderness. So if you feel like a start-stop energy just to start off this season, 
Don't feel discouraged. It's kind of meant to happen. And it's taking stock of all the different components that are into this new season of Discovery. Now, speaking of Discovery, Uranus right now in Taurus is in new territory. And like I picture, you know, the the uh, meme from Titanic where the girl's like, it's been 84 years. <laughs> it has literally been 84 years, which is crazy. Uranus crazy. has not been in this place in Taurus and the sky and it's on a world point. Right. So it's been 84 years. That's the theme of the beginning of the season. In fact, most of the season, considering Uranus is in an area that we have not seen in the sky in most of our lifetimes. Uh, certainly all three of us here, right? None of us are 84. No, not yet. <laughs> my not mom is, in my heart. Oh, interesting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. My mom is 84 right now. Right. Not so. to mention, you brought up Titanic. And the, the day that we are recording, I have had several students bring up Titanic to me in the last week. Ooh. So Titanic has been on the brain. What is, mm, we we'll have to that evaluate meme. that later. We yes. use yeah. that meme a lot at work. Oh, do you? <laughs> it's yes. one of my favorites. <laughs> we have to wait for things a lot. Uh-huh. Oh, I bet. <laughs> it's been 84. Anyway, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, we're in new territory, which is a season of discovery, but it's Uranus. And as we know, Uranus comes in and is breakthrough, breakup, break breakdown uh and it's it's can be amputation it's a lot of explosive energy so we've been seeing it on a world stage it's on a world point right now as we're recording and i think we've seen a lot of surprises leaks explosions collapses scandals coming out and mercury retrograde is kind of it's it's leaking all those secrets out and saying hey did you know about this have you heard about this what about this and it's like what and it totally shifts our realm of reality mercury you gossipy bitch Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Uranus is going right there going, yes, yes, feed me more. Give me the tea. Exactly. <laughs> you know? If you thought that was exciting, wait till I have next month. Yeah. And yeah. Really, yeah. And and we're kind of in this period for a little bit while Mercury's going to be in retrograde. This is, I mean, whenever Mercury's in retrograde in Gemini, there's, it's secrets to be told, right? And it's, it's talking up there to Pluto up in Capricorn, who's busy dismantling our entire system of government right now because of the Pluto. <laughs> you know uh the pluto return this year in the united states there's so much like i know i'm I'm Uh, flying through planets and transits right now i promise i'm gonna slow down in a second and give you guys something to work with but this is where we're starting this season it's a lot well and it's been going on since taurus season where we are right now because the supreme uh, not the well yes the supreme court but the the senate has been talking about all of the bribes they've been finding out mm. that Supreme Court justices crooked bribe politicians that, I know that well, are I na- shocked Pikachu yeah. face. And, and lo and behold it's the new ones mm. that are, have been taking bribes I thought about was it Taurus season or was it the overall that you said there are going to be a lot of secrets revealed that's and the Pluto return never saw this coming never <laughs> saw I anyway yeah okay so I mean yes. and and we're only uh, as I think I said in the year long we're only at the beginning because another oh. huge component of this right that I mentioned is Jupiter is also at the time that we're recording this it has not moved into Aries yet but by Gemini season Jupiter is making its new home in Aries so that is a belief wow. system around the independence of each other like ourselves our independent soul our ego our uh, warrior-like mentality, Mm. uh, you know? So there's a lot of fighting going on for what we believe in. And I think this can can manifest in a really beautiful way, and this can also be a very scary 
dangerous thing that could happen. And coupled with the Pluto return in the United States, you know, I'm not, you guys know, I'm not a doom and gloom astrologer, but I want to be real. The tension is going to be really high. The feelings are going to be very passionate. And it's, it's worth remembering to take a step back when you see this play out and remember that you can you can manifest this energy however you choose to however you want to be comfortable with it and see it going on and just having that sort of bird's eye view of it step back and remember this is what's meant to happen because like i said pluto's up there in capricorn it's busy dismantling all the systems that don't work anymore we're moving into new territory and pluto's got to make it into aquarius where it's got to discover that there's aliens out there like we've got a lot to work on before that can happen <laughs> you know and of course i'm making light of this but I, I do want to be serious and that we're we're really going to start seeing the momentum shift forward and we're going to have Mars meeting up with Jupiter. So that's the life force energy, the war god planet meeting up with belief system planet in Aries. So I'm like this, this is going to feel like a huge energetic shift. I really feel like when Mars meets up with Jupiter, that's the like the gun has fired and we're running in the marathon at this point or not even a marathon, the sprint. It's, it's going to be, you know, shaping our belief systems around ourself, our body, as I mentioned, our sovereign power that we hold individually. And we're going into new territory with a capital N because we haven't seen Jupiter and Aries in almost 12 years. So if I don't know if 12 years strikes a chord with anybody, but we're seeing a repeat of this, but then it's got this new flavor of Uranus and Taurus and Pluto is doing its work in Capricorn. So, so that's 2010. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I I have to say everything you're saying just totally resonates with this Supreme Court justice BS because if they go against what 70% of the country want, I think it's finally going to come to light that nine people deciding what we can do or not with our bodies and our lives, it, it's going to tumble down because mm-hmm. I I honestly don't think I know people have been saying this since Trump was elected that there's going to be some fighting going on, but people are not going to let this happen. Mm-hmm. There's something you said too that reminded me of something that my therapist said on Wednesday because I was post mental breakdown because Tuesday I just spent the whole day. Tuesday was a rough day having it a was. mental breakdown. Yep. Uh, she said we were talking about how I uh, deal with my big feelings because all my feelings are quite big. And we talked about, and I think this resonates with magical activism, magical practice, and just personal feelings. You said something about manifesting the energy that we're about to come into however you want. And my therapist said, it sounds like sometimes you feel like a grenade when what you need to be is a crossbow. Mm. I think that that's something to think about. I think that's beautiful. Props to the therapist. Moving into this time, because sometimes I do feel like a grenade, and then that shrapnel hurts everyone. Mm. Uh, But you can take that same feeling and that same energy, the rage, frustration, fear, whatever it is, and make it more specific. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's probably more helpful to achieve your goal as well, your objective. Just for everybody's reference, the Tuesday that... Corey just referred to was May 3rd, and it was the day the leak came out about what the Supreme Court justices we think are going to rule on Roe versus Wade. It was so. also the day Sun was conjunct Uranus. So, yeah. Yeah. Huge transit yeah. day, too. Yeah. Gosh, Big. if you didn't believe in astrology before, don't you now? Don't you? It's so I mean. literal sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I mean, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. Somebody's yeah. got an astrologer yeah. out there. Yeah. It's, 
that was so beautiful though. Like what a great way of, of describing exactly, you know, what I was, I love that. Like I can have this conversation with you guys because you do put it in ways that I think I can get so astrobabbly. And sometimes it's just, it's so helpful to have those references like a grenade versus a crossbow. And if you're wondering where that crossbow in your life maybe can get directed, putting that energy towards something, if you're feeling confused or lost about that, I would, uh, you know, encourage you to try to see, well, where is Aries, right? That's the energy we're dealing with. Where is that in your own chart? And what does that rule? Because Jupiter and Mars are going to be conjunct in the early degrees of Aries. So that may help guide you. Okay, I'm feeling this conjunction here, or maybe you're not feeling it there, but that's where you can put that energy. So it could be in your house of community, in your house of closing things up and ending things in your life, in your wow. house of creativity, in your house of uh, resources and money and and where to put your money and where to put your time and your your effort. So, um, or in your body. In my case, it's in the house of my body, right? So uh, however that speaks to you and means to you. And if that doesn't resonate with you, then you don't have to follow those directions either. <laughs> Do what you want with the astrology. I always try to say, oh, we had a snort. Um, I always try to say that you know if it's a helpful tool then use it and if not you just leave it alone and you don't have to go back to it so sometimes when I'm doing tarot readings if something doesn't resonate and this won't always happen but write it down that it doesn't resonate but write down what it is because later it might and it you might get some insight there or record in any way you want to if I know a lot of people don't like journals so record it or whatever draw a picture about it and this didn't resonate and then later see if it does yes well and and so like with conjunctions too that's what we're the the type of you know aspect we're dealing with conjunctions are seeds so while it may not feel like bam in your face you know sometimes they can sometimes they don't it may be a seed that's planted in that arena of your life and you look back you know a Jupiter is on a 12-year cycle so you could look back in 12 years and go oh wow that was when that all started so pretty crazy <laughs> these cycles and I'm going to get into this a little bit with the moons too these cycles are can you know they can be little tiny microcosms and and huge macrocosms of of what reality is is turning into for us all of this is happening oh, thankfully <laughs> before the new moon you know like oh. normally I jump right into the new moon right but no this is all happening at the end of May and that last weekend of May is really intense that's when that's going to happen so that last weekend of May is going to be very intense. But I do have a little silver lining, which is that Venus is going to be moving into Taurus on May 28th. So she's much more at home in Taurus. She's a little hot and heavy and fiery in Aries, which is great energy for getting stuff done and getting, you know, whatever, whoever you want to get done. It's a good time. She's in red leather. She's ready to rock and roll, right? It's a great time. So if it's felt intense for those reasons over the last few weeks, that might be why. But she moves into Taurus on May 28th and we get to kind of breathe a little bit of sigh of relief as we watch the world burn around us because at least <laughs> Venus is in her happy sign and she can just languish like, you know, the beautiful Taurus goddess she is in the earth. So I would really encourage, like I'm looking at that May 28th through 30th period and saying if you can like have a chill weekend, have a chill weekend. <laughs> let let the world kind of burn around you because it could get very intense. And if you've got stuff going on, again, just remember to take that bird's eye view and step back from the energy and notice it and and you know and and deal with it however you're most comfortable because it can get so easy to get swept in this. And this is where I find astrology personally to be the most helpful is that perspective of oh right. 
this is happening around me. I don't have to choose to participate in, say, you know, whether you want to call it the shadow side or just the more difficult side of this energy. I'm going to choose to evolve and use this to grow me and make me better and maybe be helpful to those around us that are, you know, not dealing with this very well because it's really intense. It's really hard sometimes when these planets come together and we have this energy around us. Sometimes we're just sick and tired of the rain around us or (laughs) the beating down sun around us, right? And we can't change the weather, but we can change your attitude about it. So Venus and Taurus, May 28th, breathe a sigh of relief. But if you can take, I mean, that's the perfect weekend for like, I need some self-care and some alone time. And I just need to like have my chocolate and my wine and chill out. (laughs) So would totally recommend. But if you can't take that time, because I know that's not possible for everyone, just be aware it's going to be intense. And then we have the new moon on the 30th. And so the new moon is going to be in Gemini, which is, you know, a exciting, loud, fun, crazy new moon. And it's going to be at nine degrees and it happens at 430 in the morning Pacific time. So we're likely going to see it. And uh, it's I mean, a new moon in Gemini normally I would love because it's a fun childlike energy. It's like, what do you want to learn now? What do you want to go discover? What do you want to like experience and just play in? And that should still be the energy. But I do think we're, we're having this precedence, first of all, of the eclipses we've had, which have been very intense, and then all this intensity immediately preceding it. So you may have a very clear idea of what you want for the Gemini new moon. And if you feel really bogged down by this new moon, try to find a way to lighten the energy. Gemini is meant to be light. It's air. It's changeable, movable, flexible, free air. So try to like find a way to bring that into your life if you can. And again, if you want help or direction in where you can infuse that in your life, look and see where nine degrees Gemini is in your chart. So, um, And like I said, with the moon in Gemini, we might have a lot of ideas like already where we're going to put it because Gemini is full of ideas. So you may not even need to go look at your chart. It may just come like, this is what I want to do with this energy because I'm feeling really, really passionate because Jupiter is in Aries and I need to do the things. So I say go for it. Trust your gut and, and have a great manifestation of a cycle. And I wanted to mention, I've talked about the moon cycles being, you know, new moon to full moon to new moon, which we're used to. I think we work a lot with in witchcraft. But in astrology, uh, new moons can also signify the beginning of a two and a half year cycle. When the full moon happens in Gemini in a year about, that's going to be the culmination of whatever seeds we can plant now. Yeah. So like really, really much bigger. If you have a really big dream that you can't get done in a month, you know, you can use these same new moons to really plant that and see it manifest over a two and a half year cycle. And I'm going to touch on that a little bit more in detail when I get to the Sagittarius full moon we're having. But I wanted to mention just for any of you listening and also for Corian Dedek, because I always do this. Mm-hmm. So for me, I've got this new moon happening in my third house, which is around siblings, communication, travel, my voice, which is kind of cool. I also have a few ideas on how I'll be using that with siblings. <laughs> So, and maybe some better communication. Uh, But for you guys, what's interesting about this cycle of moons is you share the same houses. So you both have this new moon in the seventh house of relationships and of partnerships and of business collaborations. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of us, Corey. (laughs) You know, you can make and take that wherever you want. And again, Gemini is that mercurial communication sign. So however, you know, it could be this podcast. It could be anything. But I just thought that was kind of cool that both of these moon, this whole moon cycle is really something that's shared between you two. So yeah, what a good time. Yeah. (laughs) 
Thankfully, once the new moon happens, we have a couple nicer aspects after that. For one, Mercury is going to move direct, thankfully. So that's going to be direct on June 3rd, just a couple days later. And then it's going to clear the shadow entirely on the 18th. So while we're getting a big dose of these shocking, revealing one, two, three hits of stuff in our life. (laughs) One, two, three hit, right? Yep. But he has a lot to say about that. He has an opinion. Yes, he does. So as I said, we, we were going to have all of these secrets and revealing and shocking things coming out during the Mercury retrograde, and we will likely see those culminate and then be able to get maybe wrapped up or, you know, the next direction picked because of it. Like Mercury retrograde is a very reflective time as well. So as these things are coming out and coming to the surface, we should be internally like, you know, figuring out where do we relate to this and and taking the time to do that where we can. Because a lot of these secrets, I mean, I know just at this table have been very directly personal and, and really affecting all of our lives in a very dramatic way. You know, coming from a much larger global stage, it doesn't have to be, you know, something quite so large, like say the government secrets or anything. It could just be a friend or person or a family member who is saying things that you're like, excuse me, what? You know, and so... It's kind of recommended to take the time, especially since Mercury will be in Taurus at the end of its retrograde, take the time to rebuild the foundation and reflect on what's happened because there is a lesson in it. And it can be the lesson of I'm going to go in this direction now and fight for this or speak for this. Yeah, I have a question yeah, about what's up? that. What if you're the person that sometimes accidentally sits outside their body and watches you say things? that you shouldn't be saying and you just keep talking and now you're like maybe dealing with the repercussions of spilling your guts about stuff because you literally can't shut up ever in a social setting that really feels like a mercury retrograde problem too wow it really does yeah i do that a lot i overshare or just talk a lot oh i get that say things all the time that i'm like that probably should have been in my inside voice (laughs) inside so i think i don't know maybe just for me personally i think uh keeping track of of how to look after the effects of secrets not necessarily being told to you but maybe that you have also shared that's a great perspective because i know for a fact that other people do that as well sometimes well and i will say the south node being in scorpio right now there's there's an element that we really should actually i think as a collective be reflecting about what secret like the importance of secrets are because Mm. while some secrets need to be revealed right for the betterment of mankind human womankind humankind some secrets are important to us to build our structure internally and feel safe and protected and we don't have to share everything and sometimes it feels like we should share everything or maybe it's all too natural just to accidentally share everything i am totally one of those people so i get you and there's a power there's a personal power in being able to hold things to ourselves and like what is it that makes us feel that we have to share everything right i mean gosh in the society we live in right now yeah. And, you know, so much is shared. It's like there's just so much material and, and noise out there. It's like, where is the actual substance? Not to make this about, you know, social media, but I, I do think that, you know, social media is a, a huge platform of oversharing in and of itself. So there is a, a power that we can take back for ourselves in not oversharing and maybe, you know, using this retrograde period to examine those parts of ourselves that feel like, 
you know, I'm just going to bladder out and say everything. Or why do I do that? Or do I feel the need to over explain myself? You know? Why do I do that? An autobiography by Corey Adenzio. <laughs> Glad you brought up social media because I was going to ask, I because uh, the two in front of me are much younger than I am. I, I, I may have mentioned that, you know, one or kajillion times. So do you remember a time before social oh, media? 100%. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Does, do any of our listeners not remember a time before that? Because I have to say, if I'd grown up in a time of social media when I was a teenager, Oof. If I was a oof. teenager with a TikTok, oh. I would be absolutely fucked. I would have... Oh, way overshared everything. It would have been bad. So I think you're right on with the social media pressuring people to feel like they want to overshare. Yeah, because there's also this idea of like you, your life isn't just for you anymore. It's for Mm -hmm. an audience. And as a person who doesn't like to be alone in silence, that's very appealing to me Mm -hmm. because I don't have to be. And I mean, again, social media bringing that up around Gemini season, I Mm -hmm. think is, is part, I mean, Gemini is about sharing and communicating information. And last year, we saw the North Node in Gemini, where the South Node was in Sagittarius. So there was a lot of lessons around the power of social media and how can we examine all sides that we're now seeing because we have access to so many mindsets. I mean, we've never had the power to know what somebody feels like on the opposite end of the earth. And what does that do to a person's psyche? This is actually one of the things I could probably talk all day about in terms of, I find it fascinating that us as a culture now can can know inside the minds of pretty much anybody wow. you know and and we've never had that power as a species before and like what has it done to us right and, and it, also the weird like curated nature of it yes exactly yeah yeah you know the show of it the the performance of that you know and so I, I think no matter what taking this retrograde time as a as a reflective period of like how are you showing up in media, into your in your relationships, in your friendships, and what are you choosing to share and what are you choosing to hold back? And the South Node in Scorpio is here to remind all of us as a collective the importance of what secrets to share and what to keep and where to find our personal power. So these are really big lessons and I feel like you guys are touching on them and I don't even have to bring it up and then it connects and I get all excited. <laughs> My eyes get really big. <laughs> so it, it matches. She so. gets those big eyes. Yes, the big astrology, like crazy eyes, right? Uh, and so after that, moving on, <laughs> um, we have Mercury moving direct and then also on June 5th, Saturn's going to go retrograde into Aquarius. Yep, we're moving into retrograde season, but these are the big guys. So remember, they spend usually about half the year in retrograde. So it's not going to feel as as acute as a Mercury retrograde, which is a personal planet and affects us very quickly. And it's, you know, it starts and then it's over and it can feel very chaotic. A Saturn retrograde is much slower and more reflective. And remember, Saturn is the authority in the chart. So this is... Yeah, I know. It's no fun. <laughs> I don't like authority either, my I'm little with, fellow my little Aquarian. Aquarius, right? Oh, my gosh. And it's ironic because, you know, Saturn is in Aquarius. So it's it's encouraging us as it goes retrograde into looking into becoming our own authority, but also questioning authority and responsibility in our community to the future development of society, technology, and very Aquarian, what it means to be free. Right? (laughs) Oh, gosh, doesn't this just feel, you know, and as we're in the, I believe we're in the Saturn retrograde shadow right now, we're going to already start feeling these lessons and these, you know, drums from the distance as they get louder and beat stronger as they get close to us, right? And so 
this whole year is really so much about finding that personal power and becoming the authority, right? It's, mm. it's becoming the author of your life, of your destiny. So... <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And as I said earlier, the Pluto return of the U.S., this is what this is all about. So challenging that authority for the betterment of the collective as Pluto dismantles our systems. That is what this year is. So it has only begun. I do think the temperature is going to be much, you know, we're going to crank it up right now this season. It's, it's kind of felt like, I mean, I agree with you guys where it's, it's felt like time has really gone fast. You know, as the year is going to progress, we're going to feel the pressure just increase more and more. I know you can feel it. You can feel it. We can all feel it toward what is the future that we want to see, you know, for us in the U.S., for our country and for this world. I think it's kind of go time, especially when Jupiter's moved in Aries. It's going to feel like go time. Yeah, we've had this incredible conjunction in Pisces reminding us of what the dream is. And now it's time to make the dream a reality and manifest it. Yeah, it's time. It's going to be it's going to take some hard work, folks. (laughs) So. I just have to say, baby's timing is perfect. Yeah, he's, he's got really good timing. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah really you know, we know he's talking to somebody out there, so we hope you're getting the message. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. He's talking. Somebody out there understands this. Yes. I'm just saying. And I would love to have a translation if anyone can provide. <laughs> that would be really helpful. Baby's speaking vibes. Well, speaking of vibes, let's talk about the full moon, shall we? So the full moon is closing out this month. What a crazy month it's been. (laughs) Yeah. So the full moon in Sag is going to close out this season of Gemini, which is a crazy season. It's on June 14th. So again, right before the next season, although we're kind of moving closer into the full moon and the new moon are contained. It's going to be at 23 degrees and it happens at 4.52 a.m. Pacific time. So 23 degrees Sagittarius for both of you guys is in, I know, right? Crazy. Is in your second house. So this is resources, money, home, finance, material wealth, self-esteem, and value. I could use some of that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's culminate and manifest around. There we go. So Monday, right? You Bring know? on the money. Throughout this entire <laughs> thing, all I can think of when you say certain things, like this, if I could fill this episode with music, there have been so many, <laughs> but I'm sure we'd get sued for copyright infringement. Dang it. <laughs> Why can't we have? I've also really like held back on the jokes because yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to derail you too bad because you've already got an infant in your arms. Like, <laughs> like, I want to give myself a little pat on the back. I'm like, I didn't know I could do this, but we, we're we're it's making impressive. It we're making it I'm so impressed. We're, you're doing great. Like now I'm mourning the jokes and the music that will not be in this episode because you guys have been too <laughs> kind, too kind. No, it's oh, all good. it's been totally fun. We're clearly very put out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I haven't loved this much in a while. It's great. I don't like want to get into this full moon, but we should. It's Sagittarius. It's a good time. Bouncy, bouncy, right? <laughs> bouncy, bouncy. Bouncy, bouncy. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, so this is an illumination of beliefs and higher wisdom. As I said, a manifestation. For me, it's happening literally in the house of what you would consider Sagittarius. So that's higher education and religion, learning, destination, travel, like world views. Yeah. So, you know, whatever that might look like and mean to you. You could take that just by itself because, again, those are Sagittarian values. So if that's something you're being called to, use that as a guide. Or like I said, find wherever 23 degrees Sagittarius is in your chart and that can help guide you into what you might want to focus on the full moon, what kind of magic you want to do around the full moon. 
I would really encourage you at this time, Sagittarius rules our teachers, our gurus, our mentors, our guides. So if you're, you know, if this is a time where you want to maybe go to those people that you can trust and look to for learning, now is a great moment to do that and gain that wisdom because we can learn from, first of all, I'm one of those people that I believe you can learn from absolutely anybody about anything. Like you can go to somebody and if they have a different life experience than you, you're going to learn something. Maybe it's what you don't want or what you don't want to be, but you're still learning something, right? You know, and keeping that open mind, I think is the high side of a Sagittarius where you can learn from anywhere. It's also that Gemini axis. That's why Gemini and Sagittarius are on the same axis. It's all about discovery, exploration, and learning. I would challenge you during this time. Are you being challenged to learn something and explore a new territory? Again, during this full moon, it's a great opportunity to go to any teachers, mentors, or guides you have, or maybe find one if you've been looking for one or find some method of study. You know, it may just be that the full moon is illuminating your path. Right now, it's all about Jupiter. Jupiter is going to run this full moon in Sagittarius. And so Jupiter being in Aries is all about finding your passion. And just remember that when things get really intense, like Jupiter is challenging us not just to fight, not just to be angry. It's about what are we passionate about and what are we willing to go to new places for? Aries energy is is the pioneering energy that's not afraid to step out and stick out their neck and, and be the gutsy one. So have the courage to go after what it is that makes you passionate and will improve your life because that truly is what Jupiter is encouraging us to to do. And if that means as a collective, we have a lot of work to do, which I think it does, you know, right? <laughs> On yep. many different levels, then that's, then so be it, right? But we can do it. I don't want to leave people with a bad taste in their mouth with this season because Gemini season should be light and full of discovery. So just remember that when things get intense, because I know we're going to be okay. And then we're going to have cancer season to look forward to and the solstice and Neptune retrograde. <laughs> so, and summer, at least for us in the Northern Hemisphere. So that's Gemini season, folks. Yay. <laughs> yeah. And a pre-happy Juneteenth, everybody. I think it's the first time it's a national holiday. Second. Right? Second, I well, think. Well, is it the second? I only know because I know some businesses were giving it as a federal holiday. Yeah. Yeah, we are this year. The, the college I work for is this year, but they didn't last year. That's why I thought it was. But yeah. you're probably Wait, right. I don't know. You're, you're right. I don't even know what month I'm in. So <laughs> the only reason I know what month I'm in ever is because of these. And usually I'm a little bit off because we record these in advance. Right. So <laughs> and it feels like time is moving way too yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is moving. That was amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for bringing little one. Of course. They're very cute. So adorable. I can hardly stand it. And, and I think he did pretty good. I, I think I, so too. Yeah. Brilliant. Good. Brilliant. Yeah. That's some really key points right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I I'm not kidding. His timing is perfect. It's very good. <laughs> That's got the comedic gold. Yes. I can't wait. Oh my gosh. Well, y'all, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Mm-hmm. And until next time, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington. 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. 
please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.